with my brethren. Uh, because, you see, uh, people who will stand on Mount Zion are complaining of people. They are not, uh, they are not uh, a certain church or a certain de denomination. They are people who have been able to allow the laws of God to conquer their, 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 their soul in so much that they are not um, mindful of themselves. They're not mindful of where you're coming from, who you are, or you are not. As far as um, the will of God would be uh, uh, brought to bear, you know, and um, I'm trusting God today again that um, uh, we will receive instructions of the Spirit and see how that we would walk by the things the Lord will be unveiling to us. And last week, equally from the, what Pastor Dalari was saying, uh, he talked about you shall receive power. And after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be a witness. I want to receive, uh, if, I, if I got what was saying clearly, was that um, you can't be a witness of God when you have your life still intact. And that was Pastor Chudi when he came up, and I said, we did not give him our life, right? We... He gave us his life so that he can inspire our life, right? Because our life is a dead life. Are you seeing that? So, but we want to keep, we want to keep our dead life. They only keep the life of God, but it cannot work that way because you can't serve two master, right? You need to uh, despise one and um, love the other. You know, like I said, you cannot serve God and mammon. Are you seeing that? So you need to love one and you need to despise one. And the one we are, we are admonished to love is God. Are you seeing that? So to, to, um, to despise one is, is death, is dying. Now that dying is how I bear weakness. So when the laws of God, when the testimony of God comes to me, one of the things he wants to do to me is to lose my life. Are you seeing that? Because whosoever that, that save his life, are you seeing that? Shall lose it. But whosoever that lose his life for my sake shall gain it. Are you seeing that? So uh, it's important that uh, we can't bear this weakness when our life, you know, there are things that make up our life that Satan, you know, has cultured us with over the years. Are you seeing that? And those things, we are finding it very difficult to let go, to let go. Because why? They, we feel, uh, our soul believes, that is what life is. Are you seeing that? But as light comes, as the revelation of God's word comes to us, it's to show us how to lose our life. So I like this scripture. So it began to say that um, the reason why we're not seeing much of God's power, much of God's Power in our midst, the demonstration of the Spirit of God in our midst, is uh, because we are not laying down our lives. Are you seeing that? Because you see, the power, you know, uh, it is God that walketh in us, right? Both to will 
Hallelujah. The power of God and the Holy Spirit. Do we agree? It's the Holy Spirit. Now, the answer of the Holy Spirit is to reveal the life of God in us. And life, life of God is the power of God. But that life of God will not be made manifest when we still live our life. When we still allow our life to rule over our senses. Are you seeing that? The power of God will not find expression. Because the Christ in me says the hope of glory, right? So the, that glory is the power of God, the demonstration of the power of God. Are you seeing that? So the answer that the life of God is in me is that the power of God might be revealed through me. But what hindered the revelation of the power of God through an, a person or a group of people, it is when we are not ready to be martyrs or when we are not ready to die. As we die on a daily basis, what happened? The power of God has been revealed through us. It's been revealed through us. So here, the scripture will say in Revelation chapter 12, I think verse 11, if I'm correct. It said, uh, how am I forgetting scriptures now? <laughs> Thank you, sir. I like you, sir. Hallelujah. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives. You see, Hallelujah. Don't worry, I'll give you my to talk. Like, <laughs> hallelujah. I'm not saying it's not helping now. I know what I'm saying. Hallelujah. You see, where certain eyes is in the things we love, which is called our, our, our life. That's where Satan hides itself. So Satan is not in the testimony that you declare. It's in your life that you, that you are keeping intact. That's where it is. So as long as I keep on, you know, loving my life, right? What happens? There is no way my testimony, are you seeing that? We overcome him. I will get to, I will get, are you getting what I'm saying? There is no way my testimony... So what's the reason for the testimony or the testament is to lay down my life. Jesus will say, I have the power to lay down my life. I have the power to, go to, to pick, up, pick it up. So you see, the reason for testimony is, to, is, to, for, is for death. But you see, Satan doesn't want us to lay down our lives because we are weakness. True weakness actually comes by laying down our life. So if I do not lay down my life, my testimony will not be effective. 
My testimony will not be power. Look at the power that that Paul will say. When I speak to you, I speak not to the enticing of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Please, I'll be quoting scripture, right? Even though we are not open on the screen. I'll be quoting scripture. So, uh, pardon me. Just like what Pastor Tokwe was uh, leading us, he said, I'm going to be singing plenty song. You know, I'm, I'm burning for one hour. So I'm not going to play this, but I just said the Lord wants us to stay on this song. On Adonai. Hallelujah. He said, my testimony to you is not with enticing word of men wisdom, but in the demonstration of the power and the spirit of God. We can overcome this world. We can't bring an earth to darkness. We can't culture and civilize this world without our dying. So anytime God's word comes to me, it's showing an area of my life I must die so that light will find expression. Because you see, in John chapter 1, one of the things the scripture says there is, In him was life, and a life was a light of men. In him was life, and that life is a light of men. It means that the life of Jesus is a light that men walk in for men to have direction. For men to have focus, for men to have purpose, Jesus, his life, must be demonstrated as light. Because you see, that light is what swallows up darkness. Darkness or death will not be swallowed up if there is no a revelation of a light of God. So anytime I respond to the testimony, the loss of God, what I'm doing, I'm judging darkness. But anytime I disobey, darkness prevails. That is why when you read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, See that there are spirits in the head that make men. The Bible talk about in Ephesians chapter two, uh, the prince of the power of the what of the air that walketh in the what. So uh, you see that there are spirits in the air in the atmosphere that make men walk the way they walk. That make men walk in disobedience. Now, the reason why the testimony of God comes to me is to walk contrary to what they are saying. That's how they are judged. The one of the things he said in that place, in that scripture, he said, where my obedience is what? So, obedience is light. Obedience is light. So, anytime a man obeys God's word, Every time a man walks in the light of his word, that's why I, I like uh, Psalm 105, Psalm 119, rather, verse 105. 
your word is a lamp to my feet. So anytime the word of God is a lamp to my feet, it means that anytime there is light, revelation is for walk. So my walk is obedience. Obedience is my walk. Anytime I obey or respond to God's word, anytime I believe God's word, Darkness is George. So those, those guys up there, they don't want to be George. So they show us why we must, the reason why we must walk in disobedience. So that they can continue to do what? To find expression in it. But the essence of your, the word, the word is a light to my, a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's for walk. As I walk in obedience, spirits, evil spirits are, are judged. I, I like what Ephesians says, Ephesians 3, verse 10. Can you put that for me? Okay, this uh, okay, is TPT. That's fashion tradition. So put that in back, I beg. TPT. Fashion <laughs> tradition. Let me see what it said there. Thank you. What did it say there? That is 119 verse, Psalm 119 verse 105. Through shining light, guide me in my choices and decisions. I like this. I like this. Truth shining. At the end, there's a revelation of God's word. Are you seeing that? Truth shining light guides me in my choices. Meaning, I'm being led by God's word. And decisions. So anything the son make are guided by this light of the truth. Or the light of God's word. Why? Because God knows, that's why I, I, I like Romans chapter, see, keep it here, I like Romans chapter 1. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus, right? Because it's the what? So you see that this gospel, this light, is the power of God that will overcome darkness. Now, but the only way it can overcome it is that when I respond in what? In obedience. I want to take, make a decision now. Right? And even spirit, they are watching and seeing what decision I like Jesus. They said Jesus at the sake of Jesus in uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. He said, uh, He became obedient, right? No? Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. But though it was a wonderful son, but he learned to listen. This one now is further explaining for everything learn obedience. Meaning in learned to listen. That obedience contains what? Listening. That means it's it pay attentive acting to everything that God says. That means Jesus was prompt in obedience. 
He learned to listen and obey through all his suffering. Now, what was Jesus' suffering? Eh? What was Jesus' suffering? A suffering sustained the will of God. Staying in the will of God was a suffering. Because he has his own choices he would make. And other things that were appealing to him, he would just go out of the will of God. If he does that, there is no way he can judge darkness. Who is an overcomer? An old man who has been able to, from where we were there before, he was able to listen and obey through all his what is suffering. That's an overcomer. Because what are you overcoming? You are, you are you're overcoming yourself. So that you can allow light to find expression. Can I Christ to be revealed? Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 10. The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne a rank of angels orders in heavenly realm God's full and diverse, diverse wisdom revealed through the church. This is perfectly wise plan was destined from internal ages and fulfilled completely in the Lord Jesus Christ so that now we may have boldness through him and free ourselves and king before the Father because of our complete confidence in Christ. Uh, for this way I'm going. You know, anytime I walk in obedience, anytime I listen to God's word, and then I walk to that word I've received, I'm asking myself to, this is what happened. I revealed the manifold wisdom of God. This is how I reveal the manifold wisdom of God. So when I'm not a proud man, I'm humble, I'm meek. What am I revealing? The manifold wisdom of God. When I esteem my brother, but I don't know what am I doing? I'm unfolding the manifold wisdom. Of God. When I love my brother, what am I doing again? When I fight so that we must be one. Like I said, endeavor to keep the unity of the what? Of the spirit in the bond of what? Peace. What am I doing? I'm unfolding the manifold wisdom of God. <laughs> well, 
see, when me, I was, when I, when I read, when I'm reading scriptures, it is King James I read. You understand? I read King James. But as I saw him putting up this now, it interests me because it enlightened me more on yeah. what King James is trying to pack across. Okay, please, can you put King James for us? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. So, uh, this manifold wisdom of God cannot be availed through the church. It's not a denomination. It is not uh, a set of people. Are you seeing that? It's the body of Christ, right? That will reveal this what? The manifold wisdom of God. What are these manifold wisdom of God? That we must endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And for us to do that, there must be meekness, there must be loneliness, there must be love, there will be kindness. There will be forgiveness. Are you seeing that? There will be what? Long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. As you are doing that, you are unfolding the manifold wisdom of God. And this is how darkness is judged. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm believing the Lord this morning again that uh, the Lord will take us further in this understanding. So it's important that this season we pay attention to the things that God is saying, and now that we give ourselves to it, as we give ourselves to it, as we respond to it, as we obey it, you know, the ones we are finding it difficult to obey, we'll go to God in our clothes and do what? And cry for help. Lord, help us. Help us. Help us. You know, one of the, one of the way they know we are God's children, or we are light. You know, he talked about Matthew 5, I think verse 16. He said, let your life, Pastor Israel was praying this afternoon and this morning, he used um, Matthew 11, um, Luke 8, verse 3, that, that said uh, the essence of the light of God in us is not to be hidden, right? It's to be revealed so that all will do what? All will see it and give glory to God, right? So you see that what are those lights that, that must be seen? Those lights are the natures or the attributes of God that we must do what? We must shine, right? That when they see it, they begin to do what? Respond, gravitate towards God. Hallelujah. Pastor T. Pastor Tope. Want to talk to us? 
Take us further on this thought. Take us further on this thought. I say, take us further on this thought. Take us, push us further on this thought. I just, I, I'm, it's not, you know that I just deliberately did that. So I, I pick it in my spirit. Stand here. No. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't see that coming. I was actually typing when he called me. Praise the Lord. But um, one of the things he said that struck my heart was that scripture where he said that the life of Jesus has become our light. And um, another meaning of light is understanding. You know, like when God wanted to show us his very intention for humanity, he brought Jesus, and then Jesus' life became an explanation that God was explaining to us that this is how it's supposed to be, this is how you're supposed to be, this is how it should be. Uh, in the book of Genesis, um, he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So then he made Adam in that image and after that likeness. But while Adam was supposed to continue in it, Satan deceived Eve and then Adam joined with Eve and they disobey, you know, God. And after then, God has been calling men until the day of Jesus. Jesus came and Jesus lived that exact image. And that's exact likeness. Now, one of the ways Satan deceived, one of the, what Satan used to deceive Adam, where he said, if you eat the tree, if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will not surely die, but you will be like God. You know, and then when we check it with what God actually created was that Adam should be like him, and God is God. So which, which God was Satan trying to project to Adam? It was the falling gods. The, the fallen gods that became gods via rebellion. They became gods via rebellion. All those fallen gods, they seek for worship. They seek for, that's why we have polytheism in the world. That is um, worship of several gods. And all these gods, they want worship. All of them. All of them. Even the one that is small in rank. Want worship. That's why you see a boy all over the streets in Lagos. It's one particular idol they are begging that please let us pass. And that was what Satan wants to make out of Adam. A man that seek worship. A man that if you don't bribe him, he will not do the right thing. A man that if you don't give him bribe, he will not allow them to give you promotion. That's the kind of man Satan is. But there's a, another man that God, God has a likeness. And that likeness was expressed via the life of Jesus. And that likeness is that a man in his height is a servant to the men that are under, under him. Because that's who Jesus became to us. And then Jesus began to show us the way to dominate the earth, like what you began to say, sir. To live contrary to the system of this world. There is a way the world dominates. It's different from the way the kingdom of God dominates. And every day, our warfare is to disobey 
the teachings of the because the word is teaching every day. Does it you don't need somebody to open book? The system of the world is teaching. The traffic regulation is teaching. The policemen, you know, when, when they arrest you over something, the system have taught you that if you know you don't want to spend five hours arguing over nothing, just give them money and get out. You know, that's a teaching. The, the, what's it, the, the economic system of the world, even in, in companies, you know that without competition, you cannot arrive. So the way the, the the way the way earthly companies are formed, you need to put your leg on the head of some people to climb. You say if somebody doesn't fall, you cannot rise. But in the kingdom of God, it's not like that. When one person falls, we fall with the person. And when one person rises, that was why when Jesus went to the grave, we all went to the grave with him. So when he resurrected, we resurrected with Jesus. We ascended with Jesus and we sat at the right hand side with Jesus. So every day, like Pastor Samson said, we are being led to overcome ourselves because ourselves, self, human, the human life feeds from what is in the, the cosmic realm, the natural things. So every day we drag the flesh and tell the flesh, no, we are not from here. We are from another kingdom and drag it. Sometimes you look, at, it feels like an isolation. It feels like a separation. So every time that I need people to acknowledge me before I give them a respect, or I need people to respect me before I acknowledge God's gift in their life, I should remember that that is the system of this world. It's me becoming like a god in the order of the fallen gods. If you check, even it was, it's not only Satan that is being worshipped. They worship Oshun, they worship the worship tree, there are people that worship cow, there are people that worship the stars, the sun, you know, so say what Satan gave to them is that people will come and worship you. And that's why all the angels of the Lord that have been sealed by God, they reject worship. Once you are bringing worship, they tell you, no, don't do it. Don't, don't worship me, worship Yahweh. Because they are not created to receive worship. We ourselves, we are not created to receive worship. Worship is for God Almighty. It's, it's a personal property of God. So every time that our lifestyle is calling for the worship of men, we know that that is another light that is instructing us, trying to take us away. So when... At the peak of the calling of a man, at the peak of our consecration, you notice that you don't want to be seen. That's how we know that we are ascending. We don't want to be seen. You don't want people to give you applause for anything. When they start saying, ah, that preaching, you say, no, it's not me. I did not preach. It's, it was the Lord that was talking. It was Johnson. But when we are allowed, when we are, when I am flowing with the system of the word, if I preach very well and you do not come back to say, ah, that message, ah, yeah, 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 my bone break. <laughs> I will feel like I didn't preach. I will start feeling like they don't, they don't regard me when I talk. But when Pastor Clever is talking, everybody will be smiling. That is, that's a, that's a teaching of the word in, in the system of the word. A man who is really ascending in Christ Jesus is becoming invincible because at the end of the day, we are trapped inside of God. But when we are visible and seen outwardly, it means that we are not walking in that. So every day we have, we have choices to make. I like the way the Passion Translation puts it. It said the light, you know, help us to make choices. So every day we, we, are, we, are, we come face to face with choices. What will I choose? Will I, should I follow Jesus? 
Should I follow the God who Jesus is, or should I follow the gods of this world? Because the, 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 the question is not whether Adam doesn't know is to be like God. The question is which God? Is it the God that created? Because even God up to today is servicing humanity. But you see these other gods? No, you service them. You give them the cow. You give them your first son. You give them everything. You, and at the end of the day, when, when they, they are still angry, they will strike you. But God serviced humanity and gave his son. He gave his... That's why um, one of the evil that is going on is the, re, the restoration of diabolic worship. Is they are trying to say that oh, all these all this, all this beings were sent by God. Actually, they were sent by God, but they rebelled. And a child of God must know that. They rebelled. Africa was like one of their major conquered city because it was the assignment God gave them. It's like God sent you, sent me on an errand. And then I got there. It happens in the church. Every time a man of God shifts away from the calling and begins to accept accolade, begin to accept that people can no more see God because the essence of God sending a man of God is for the man of God to point the people back to God. That was the exact thing those angels do. And that's why it is called the sin of rebellion. Every child, even children of God, are being counseled not to fall into it. That's what they, for instance, they send an angel to go and watch, to watch over and the entire Okoko, for instance. Make sure that you give reports to God every week about how the place is run. And after a while, Satan come and tells you that, uh-uh. You can actually, don't you see how you are wired? You have glories. You have, you, now you they do all these things. You don't need to tell God anything. And then because they were drawn away by their loss, they fall away. They fell away. They knew the secrets of those communities. You know, it's the same thing with God's children. Every time the enemy lures away from, why do I have to go and report to God? Why do I have to take it back to God? You know, you want people to acknowledge you. You want people to follow you. You want people to, and when somebody come and tell you that the Lord told me, and you say, ah, God, I've not told Somebody told me, once told me that a leader I used to have, say, God, I've not told him. I'm like, ah, does God need your permission to tell me what to do? Instead of you to say, oh, okay, let me pray about it and so that we are together, so that I know that you are not misled. Say, no, until God tells you, and you're not ready for God to tell you, you know, that, that posture. Because the, if the Lord tells the person, it doesn't benefit the person. If the Lord eventually confirms it, the person is not profiting from it. So you see, the arts we, we structure in that manner. So daily, I, we, I try to ask myself, like, which God am I following? Which God am I becoming like? You know, like if they don't, if they don't pray, I know there's a place of like when somebody offends you, the person come and say, "I'm sorry." This one, but when when they have to apologize, beg you, and you are not, they bring somebody, beg you, you are already acting like the falling gods, because the falling gods don't agree unless you bring Ebo. Yes, and that Ebo, you have a time you take it. Dangerous times of the night, where an arm robber can shoot your head. So that risk, you have to tie a certain cloth. To go and bring the airport. That's any when you human start acting that way. Before they give you promotion, you have to bring an amount of money, and you have to water the pocket of some people. Even the gateman, you have to give him something so that gateman can tell you where MD is entering, so that you can quickly come and say, "Got that, that contract, sir." You know, it's the wisdom of this world, and that's because the system of this world is being taught by a falling god. So I pray that the Lord will give us strength. 
to it's not easy to battle against something that millions of people are complying with. Sometimes we feel alone. Sometimes we feel lonely. Even among Christians, your Christian brother can tell you that you are taking this thing too far. Because again, consecrations are in levels. There are people that their consecrations is funny. Like God, God does not allow them space. They can't go forward or left. It's, something is pulling them, taking them to where they don't want to go to. But there are believers that God allow. If God said, do it, then they say, leave him. If I push him, I will lose him. You know, so in the midst of even our brethren, sometimes we should also see that we are not at the same level of consecration. So what the Lord is allowing you to go to may not be what the other person is going to do. But daily, we are, the life of Jesus has become to us an example of choice that we make. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sir. That's why a lot of times and you will speak now. That's why a lot of times um uh, a question. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you will not move us from what we are moving on. I will move you. I say it's true. You know it. You know. <laughs> Okay. Praise God. Um, one of the things that I'm not appreciating these days is uh, for this thing we are saying to stay in the realm of theory. Uh, she said that when one rise, others are, all of us are to rise. When one fall, it means that we are all falling. How do we just bring it to reality that when one is rising, all of us are rising. What I'm seeing, when one man is rising, he becomes a god. When others fall, when somebody falls, we just leave him and go on. So, but she said, when one falls, all of us have fallen. Then when one man rises, all of us should be rising. How do we move this thing from the realm of theory? so that it will be practical. That's actually my question. I'm not giving an elaborate answer, but there's this example the Lord gave me recently. He said, um, what he told me was, if your brother falls, I, I, I saw a picture of a brother that is falling, and some people were saying, you see him, you see him, he don't fall. Now, then a few persons were trying to help him get up. And the Lord told me that everybody has fallen except those ones that are helping him get up. That's practically, that's how it is. I don't know if it was exactly when a brother falls. Let's say a brother falls and ten people are saying, you see, am I talking? I know that. I know. The way he used to talk, I know that he will fall. I know that he will fall. I have seen it. I'm just waiting for him to fall. That person that is saying that has fallen in the eyes of God, the person has fallen short because that's what it means to fall, to fall short. But the person that is going down into that pit with that brother to help him get up is the only person that is rising. That's what he showed. That was the picture he showed me. It's not long ago he showed me the picture. I don't know if that makes any sense. Sir. 
working out, something just came to my mind, which is Galatia chapter 6. Say, uh, when Abraham is overtaking the fault, you is spiritual, right? So spirituality is not how I begin to say, my God, catch up. I talk up. This, this brother, I don't think look sin so. You understand? See now, all of those, your this year, see here, see there, see where you landed today. But you say, who is spiritual? So you see that the man who is able to raise that brother up is a spiritual person. That means that person is mature. He has come into maturity. And so he can be able to come and do what? Because it could just be him. Right there. So it must be our brother's keeper. Yeah. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Okay, what else? What else? What else? Um, okay. okay, I believe also in a very practical way. Um, if we are given to intercession, we will carry the Lord's heart. Amen. It's this intercession thing is vital for the state of the heart. If when we, you know, intercession is standing on the behalf of someone. Yeah. Amen. And in that process, you will know the heart of the Lord. Yeah. And then when one person falls, because you are giving to intercession, intercession is holding someone's hands. So I want to just um, really encourage all of us. Um, the, the, if you read the Rick Joyner's book, The Final Quest, I believe, there was one guy who was giving his back for everybody to climb the mountain. He was at the base of the mountain, but he was giving his back for everybody to climb, everybody to climb. Before everybody got to the peak, they saw him there. So they asked him, how did you get here? He said, the Lord showed me a shortcut. He said, while I was helping everybody, he said, the Lord showed me intercession. We don't know the power of it to, to align the heart to the heart of Christ. It's vital. That's the only way I believe. Uh, that question is answered. Intercession. You know, that's why I said, uh, talk about, um, I talked about a, a pastor some time ago who was in a prison. And the Bible says how he prayed for the brethren. Was in, as he, was in, he has his own stuff that he's going through. Where he's praying for the brethren day and night so that they can stand perfect in all of the will of God. So what Pastor Tana is saying to us is that uh, we need to be one another's body. I need, to, I need to be an eye to my brother. I need to be an hand to my brother. I need to be a leg to my brother to see that distance so that I move forward. So in a place of prayer, what if, I'm an, if I'm interceding for a brother or for a sister, the Lord will show me or reveal it to me at the end to pray that so that, that brother will not fall. Are you seeing that? Uh, so we are trusting the Lord to go into the place of intercession for our brethren. Just like the high priests will carry the body of Israel. And go before God. I don't want I don't want questions again. Please, 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 I want us to move. I want us to move further. The, what? I want us to move. I, I, this one we have heard. At least I'll give room for a question. We have given room for a question. 
Let's move further. I beg us. Hallelujah. Are we agreeing? Yes. Okay, this your. I will stop it. Let's start. Come up here. The Lord. You know, my question is uh, uh, in line with Jesus' teaching in John chapter 6. When she was talking that maybe God may allow someone to be in certain, I mean, be coming up in certain way. And I look at uh, that Jesus teaching in John chapter 6, that for no reason, even right from the Old Testament, that has God ever been lowering his standard for certain people and uh, giving some people advance? Are you getting what I'm saying? For no reason has God has ever been lowering his standard for people. If to take it in that ang in that uh, line in which you said uh, maybe so he uh, uh, permit some people to come up in certain way, and I look at Jesus teaching that he never lowered his standard, that he was carrying them the same what he wants. He has what he wants. He has a curriculum. Does God lower his standard? That's just a simple question. Does God, does God lower his standard? That's how it's known. I think, I think it's from what Pastor Tokwe said. Amen. And I, I want you to come and repeat yourself again. Yeah, yeah, come. That is the reason why I said when you give me for questions, other things will come up. You understand? Please, please, please. Uh, that's why I said, see, okay, somebody has asked the question, and I'm calling the person who said the thing for proper understanding. They have to say no. Hallelujah. Uh, although I didn't mention um, God's standard being. Um, and what's it called? Being compromised for anyone. But God that, God that put the standard there knows that you cannot keep that standard. So while he sets his standard, if you fall short, he's still going to either help you or send people to help you rise to it. The Bible says that he works in us both to will and to do. Nobody can do God except by God. So in the Old Testament, when he set standard for them, you notice that they were not able to meet up. But in the New Testament, Jesus, who is God, came to show us. And he's not just showing us. He's also enabling us to do it. And the enablement that he has given to you is the enablement he's also asking you to use to help your brother. So the standard of God's holiness is I. Anybody that falls short of it, the Bible says that if anyone, if not when anyone sin, we have an advocate with the Father, who is Jesus Christ. And then he said, I think in John, I said, he said, when your brother commits a sin that is not unto death, well, you shall what? You shall ask 
for life for him. You shall intercede for him. So there's a stand, there's a two, there's a two-way standard of God. There's the what's it called? There's the high standard that is raised. There's also the grace of God, which is which has appeared to us by Jesus Christ to fulfill that standard. So God will not bring down in his holiness standard. The holiness standard is there. It, nothing can bring it down. But at the same time, he raises men. He raises, he, he brings his grace to help us to be. So if there are people that are falling short, it's not in my place to judge them. Ju when I say judgment, now I want to correct that. I used to have this impression about judgment. That judgment is when you say, hmm, go this way, you are dead. Go this way, you are alive. The judgment of God is how God sees things. So if somebody falls short of God's glory and the person needs help, God can raise men to help the person in the place of intercessor, intercession. And if you do not rise to help the person, Jesus will pray for the person. Jesus is praying for every day. Every day. If there's nobody to pray, Jesus will pray. So, that is a me also pay along my compromise. But in the, yeah, in the place where, in the place where people fall short, God we put help because we too we fall short every now and then. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that is understood, right? So what's your question? Hallelujah. I, we are talking about the practical aspect of it because much theory has made us to deviate from some certain things. Now, what we said once. A brother falls, all of us are falling. Now, if a brother is rising, all of us are rising. What of when we plan one or two ministers? Maybe you are in a particular ministry. There's a particular minister also with you there that is rising based on the grace of God upon his calling. And now he is in a particular place rising. Now, two of you will sit down and know how to make a plan or how to bring him out from that place and put him where he will not even rise. Or maybe he will fall short and say, let us see if we bring him to this place. Let us see if he will still rise again. Or now we are trying to push that man down from the grace of God. Secondly, you know that this man of God is rising very well. God has been using him. But you have not come to that class. You decide to say, this man of God, let us see how he will do this one. You invite him in a program. You put him in a hotel. Maybe you have your guy friends in the church. I'm talking about what if you have not experienced this, this is a practical. Now, you know some of your guy friends in the church. You know that they cannot do what they are doing. Now, they are the ones you send to the hotel to go and serve that man of God. Your purpose of sending them to him is to make sure that that man of God will be enticed and fall from that rising. What do you think about it if you are a servant of God? Praise, praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
you know, it's not, it's not in the light. It's our question now. It's not in the light of what we are talking about. Something in light. That's why you see, uh, it's not, it's not in the light of what we are discussing. Now, the truth is this: uh, there are thoughts that wells in our heart. You understand? At times, you may not be a question. You just uh, wells in our heart. You just go back and digest on it. You know, looking at uh, from what we are discussing, from what we are discussing. You understand? For what we are discussing, uh, my cannot do that to a brother. You, my, you yourself cannot do that from the light of God's word we have just received right now. Are you seeing that? So what I want to uh, say to what um, um, uh, Pastor uh, T said is that uh, uh, our When she said our consecrations are not the same, right? I think I understood uh, a little from what she's trying to say to us on that. You see, there is something that God can condone with Papa Philip, but there's something I'm not condone with this person. So what this man will do now, and this, this uh, daddy will do, you understand? There's a way God will deal with him. But because of the light, the exposure of the revelation of the truth that he has come into, and it's by consecration, you know, that has come into, that this person has also come into. If God deals with this person, this person will draw back. Are you seeing that? So because of the love of God, he will still be coming to him until he find out that he's growing. Do you understand? So the same way he's dealing with this person, he will deal with this person this way. Because now it's consecration that has grown. Are we, are we together? That's exactly what I want to bring up from what I understood you were trying to say. Are you seeing that? What you are trying to say? So you see that there are things that this brother will do. This, this person will do and say, "Ah, but I do this thing and I'm free. Nothing happened to me." And I say, "That thing you do, so I don't do that That it, why you don't do that because of say, sorry, I don't speak PD. <laughs> it's because of the, the, our level of concentration. Are you seeing that? But God wants us to grow up. Like Apostle Paul was Apostle. Uh, uh, Apostle David was whispering in my ear. He said, when I was a child, I behaved like a child. When I have grown up, I threw away child these things. So what God is saying about performance is growth. Because God wants to teach us not as children, but as sons. Not as children, but as sons. Hallelujah. Pastor Uche. Father, we honor you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord Jesus. We give you glory, worship. Thank you. Thank you for your light. Thank you for shining light. Thank you for guiding us through your truth. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for revealing yourself to us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Father. You are the one that walks in us both to will and to do your good pleasure. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Pastor Tokwe. That was so um, awesome. Praise God. Um, 
you know, there are things that I feel that um, will really help us to, you know, when we talk about, um, um, I think, um, the practical, the practicality of the life of God. Um, I believe strongly there are things that we really help us to drive ourselves or submit ourselves, just like what um, Pastor um, Togba said, as in, you know, consecrate ourselves. You know, um, if you check in the scriptures, uh, most in the New Testament, you find out that, like what James said, it's what James that said that, he said, resist the devil. He said, receive the devil, and it will flee from you. And um, he now said, draw nearer to me, then I will draw nearer to you. Uh, we understand that uh, if you want to go by English word, we understand that God is not far from us. We are not the one to, God is not far. He's inside of us. But he said, when you resist the devil. So wh where is that devil? Because the devil in the New Testament is not, um, um, is not um, just one personalities. Do you understand that we see outwardly there that is fighting against us? The devil is our desires, just like what he said. Our desires, our lives, our pursuits, our, you know, um, our test board. Do you understand? Now, those test boards, just like what um, Togo was saying, are the things over time that become our lives. Are things over time that become something that we can't just let go. They have become a life. They become a passion to us. They have become something that we can't do without. But the truth is that someone, someone else gave us that life, and that person is a devil. Do you understand? That person, I just have a little thought. Just a little thought. So one something I just want to say. See, so, and, you know, uh, we understand that when they say the word, we understand that the word is not this physical thing we are seeing. Either house, houses, or those, those are the products of the word. The word is actually a civilization of life that is in men. Do you understand? Because there is a way you can say, there is a way you can love something and you are kicking against it. But the love is inside. So you can say, uh, it's not about that car. That car is carnality. But inside, the love is there. So the car is not the issue. You are the issue. Just like sometimes, some people can say, all these women that used to wear trousers, that used to naked everywhere, although they are seducing people. Yes, they, it's not that you are saying it. You are being, you are, you are lost, you are lost after them. So you can be saying something that you are fighting with. But when you say with your mouth, do you understand? You are just trying to project something that is not reality. Do you understand? So, when the inward is clean, the outward naturally will clean. Do you understand? And the truth about this thing is that, you see, um, I don't know, but this is the truth. Either we like it or not, there is something that woman fatter cannot do. There is something that man cannot do. 
Because the time we are in right now, we understand there is no way the answer to darkness is light. And that light is something we must generate from inside. That light is something that we must generate from within us. So we understand at the Pentecost, the life came upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them. But the reason why the Holy Ghost came, came upon them is that that Holy Ghost is on them, that Holy Ghost is on us now. But the life that God is expecting is not just the one that is coming from above. It's the one that is coming from within us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we, we find out that there is so much there is so much resistance. Why are they resistance? Because why are they resistant? Because there is much darkness, gross darkness on our side. So you find out that the things that um, there is so much struggle when it has to do with there is so much struggle when it has to do with living the life of God. That's why we know we know that yes, the word of God has said this thing, the word of God has said this, but the practicality is not there. The practicality is not there. What is resisting us is not something outside of us. It's something within us. So if I understand that the way to judge this darkness is to actually submit myself to the laws of God, that will be more easier for me. So if I understand that the only way to judge, the only way to judge this darkness or to judge this thing or to judge that darkness is that I have to submit myself to the laws of God. I have to submit myself to the laws of God. You know, um, that is what Pastor Samson was talking about earlier on, that there is, no, there is no life of God coming out from within us, and there is no way we can actually demonstrate that life if we are not dying to the old life. Hallelujah. Praise God. So if you are not dying to the old life, there is no way. There is no way the life. Because what is hindering the old life? And what we call the world, what we call the system of this world, they are in us. Do you understand? So if, if that life is not dying, this one cannot manifest. You know, the truth is that, is that, you know, That's why the place of, uh, like what T said, the place of understanding, I mean, our eyes of understanding being enlightened is very, very important. Because most times, you know, I was, I was chilling in church on uh, last week. I said, I said, God, we, the Holy Ghost will never tell you about your brother, that your brother is the one that is wrong. The Holy Ghost can tell you that your brother, you know, he has weakness in that area, and he will tell you what to do. The place of intercession, Pastor, that, that he talks about earlier on. And, you know, you know I was saying that intercession just yesterday. If the person you are interceding for, it will be very difficult for you to hate that person. Because in the place of intercession, there is a, the Holy Ghost will steer certain love inside of you. You know, that it happened in marriage. When you see some people, you know, um, immediately I say that some people say some families are reacting. 
Do you understand? And because some people will say that it's my husband that you are the one that need to change. But the Holy Ghost will not tell you that it is your wife that need to change. It, your Holy Ghost will tell you that you need to change. That is that is making you get angry. That is that is making you feel that pain. The Holy Ghost wants to remove it from you. And so when that change now happens, you discover that by that influence, naturally, you begin to change your wife. You see, I, I, I want to say two things. But before then, let me just say this. You see, the truth is that the level of life we have now cannot answer to the darkness we are seeing now. That is the truth. That's why I say that if we are not seeing the, what is required of us, there is something, you know, like Pastor, Pastor um, Tokbe say that, you see, you know, in, in our work with God, there are things that God will not demand from me because of where you are. And there are things that God will not tell you to do because God knows you are not ready to do it. But when he have taken you to certain process, eh? now what is the process? It's a process of transformation. Where you are seeing that whatever thing that is telling you to lose is for your gain. But because of where we were at a certain level, we will not see it as something that is going to be of a benefit to us. I will not see that those things are actually our enemies. But when God has taken you to certain process, now you begin to see that when he tells you to drop the things he has been trying to tell you many years, you discover that it is easier to go. This is where I'm going. You see, this word, like what he said, this word preached to us every day, every day by day, every second. And every minute. Now, if we are not, if we have not discovered a process to actually engage, to actually judge this world, it's going to be difficult for we to do it. Now, God is life. God is light. God is life. God is light. Now, I need him because without him, there is no way I can overcome darkness. Without him, there is no way I can judge this world. So, I need, I need to be constantly in tune with him, in your sunny point, in tune with him to help me focus, to give me strength, so I can be able to stand against this one. If I don't engage in that process, this one is going to be difficult. I don't know whether I'm making I don't know whether I'm making any sense. I don't know I'm making any sense. You see, for instance, the issue of staying with the doctrine of God, the doctrine of Christ, the word of God, most times we have seen it as something that 
we have seen it as something that, um, there are different ways we see it. Maybe as a preacher, you see that I have to go through the world to read the scripture so I can be able to preach. Do you understand? Why to some other people, is something that we do casually. It's something that we do casually. But if I'm seeing it as the life I can never do without, it becomes a mandatory that I must stay with it. Despise in every, or, despise in every circumstance I find myself. Because I've seen it, there is no any option. I don't have any other. So the way to live is to stay with it. The way to live is to stay in fellowship constantly. Because what fellowship does, by the virtue of the scripture, it conditions my mind. So, for instance, you see, there are, days, there are times that, there are times that in my life, there are certain thoughts will, will come to me. And before I know it, I'm already lost with that thought. And now, why, why, why is my, you know, Pastor Trudy said something last week. That thing have not led my soul. Do you understand why? Because why? If, if we are not developing in thought, you can't overcome spirit. It's not possible. Because that is where the warfare lies. The warfare, like the ability, for instance, when certain thoughts invading your heart concerning your brother, or like, for like, like, what, like what we are discussing, that now, okay, I am becoming strong, or I have advantage in this area. So there is a way I want people to respond to me. Now, it is spirit that whispers to you. If you are not wise, if you have not developed in thought, you will take that worship on and on our way to you. You will take it because you've already accepted it. Because where, where they defeat us, and where we equally overcome them, first and foremost, is in our thoughts. And there is no way, it is not possible for we to maintain healthy thought without constant fellowship with God. It means that something else must be beaming on that thought constantly. There is a place where, like I said earlier on, where I will give in to certain thoughts. I'm already lost. I'm already carried away by that thought before I will realize myself. But there is a place where when that thought comes, it can know where it's coming from. It takes another a level of discernment for you to enable to see that. That's why the people that taught the scripture to us, do you understand? When you, when you talk about the scripture, because you see, for we to enable to come to a place where we enable to hold the thought, you are saying, or to stay in a particular path, it takes power to do that. It takes power for someone. That is why, like what Pastor Dan normally say, in the thoughts of the scripture, we find the issue of repentance is a journey you must, it's a process that must take place every day in our lives. He said, when you are, he said, when you judge yourself. So the judging of myself is not something that happened for a while, something that has to happen every day. And how do I judge myself? Is when the light is revealed, when the standard is revealed. So in a place of communion and in a place of fellowship, as I fellowship with the doctrine of Christ, as I fellowship with the revelation of Christ, it will show me my weaknesses. It will show me where I am helpless. 
You need that state to run to God. If you are not seeing that state, you will never see the reason why you should run to God. You will never see the reason why you should run to God. Mean that there are things that, that is what, that, you know, that's what Fred John said. He said, if you have fellowship, if you say you have no sin, he said, you lie. He said, you have not had fellowship. But if you, if you truly you have fellowship, what happened? You will be able to see where you are lacking. You will be able to see the place of your humanity. Do you understand? And that's why you are crying for God factor. For God help. You see, this is the truth. A man that is empty can never overcome this world. Like, we keep the world we keep polluting us every day. Because the thing is getting more heightened. So we need something stronger. We need a level of consecration to actually deliver to something. And you see, the area that we are approaching right now is an area that needs certain life. We need certain life to actually sustain us. So if the level of fear I have since the day, maybe years back, let me use maybe last year, last three years, or last three, the same fear is the thing that is oppression inside of me. There are certain decisions I can't take for God. And there are sad, when sad pressure comes, that's why he said, if you fail in the day of adversities, is it the will of God for we to fail in the day, the fail in the day of adversity? No. No. And that's why there is, there, is that, there is that calling in this season for we to expose. One thing, one thing I've, I've seen over time is that the way I judge myself, I used to say this several times, the way I judge myself is, you see, the word of God is to, tra- is to bring the soul to a particular place where it will change first and foremost your appetite. It will change what you are seeing. The previous life you are seeing. Because, you see, it is it, it, possible for you to say some things but the reality is I've not done to the soul. And that reality to done to the soul, the soul need a process. Because what killed the soul was a process. And what will equally save the soul is that the soul must give us a process. So there is a place constantly, you know, there's a place constantly for we to constantly expose. For instance, you may think that you hear something. There are certain teachings that can't just rest. Can't just rest like that without a discipline of following up in fasting, following up again and again in prayers, following on in meditation for the instruction of that teaching to begin to dawn on us. Mean that what God did, because everything that God is saying, God is not speaking English. God is trying to bring us to a place where we see what he's saying and we can align ourselves to it. Which is what we call consecration. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So, it's important. It's important in this season. It's important. We see, we are not... We're not actually in the era of, because that, that is the truth. Do you understand? The truth is this. When 
light that is coming, I know that this is what the word is saying. But my life cannot express what the word is saying. Because for my, for my life to express what the word is saying, there is a requirement. There is a sacrifice. There is a requirement that is needed. If you take away the sacrifice, if you take away the requirement, all you just have is religion. The teaching that she talked about earlier on, that constantly, constantly beaming at us because the intention of the wicked, the intention of the wicked is to ensure. Why, why would you respond to the teaching outside? Because the life is inside. Because without the one inside, you can't respond to the one outside. So there has to be something. There has to be a government in my soul. That will help me not to respond to that one outside. Like I say, that's why the way the apostle put it, the way that, you know, if you check the church, you know, one of the things that you saw, we saw in the epistle, the church is likened as a lion, the church is likened as a lamp, the church is likened as a bride, the church is also likened as a soldier. Do you understand? So, uh, without that constant fight, without that constant fight, there is no way we can lay hold on. Because what is something like, what, what is the fight? The fight to conquer yourself. Yeah. The fight is to conquer my, myself. And I, what will I use to conquer myself? I use the light. I use the doctrine of Christ. Yeah. As the doctrine of Christ is revealed, as the word of God is, what am I using to do? I'm using it to conquer because when the devil that is inside, when, that one, when you overthrow that one, this one naturally will fall. Because the intention of, do you, do you, do you, do you understand? Do you, you know, to me, do you understand a child of God when you are in a place of staying in a place of meditation for 20 minutes and 20 minutes and your mind is, you can't even stay for 10 minutes. And you are living your life as if everything is okay. Is everything really okay? No. Is everything really okay? So how do, you, how do you exercise freedom? And how do you exercise certain authority when your heart is not consistent in the world? When my heart is not consistent in the world. How do I do that? Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Every, the Bible says that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And, you know, and the boast of God is a life that he has given us. The boast of God is a God has given us everything that it takes to bring this system down. It is not going to come outside us. It's going to come from within us. So if I understand that, I can never judge something disobedient where my obedient curriculum is not com complete. And you see, I cannot obey in the flesh. I can only obey in the spirit. Okay, what happened that I know that 
I know that this sin is wrong. It's wrong. I came out from pulpit. I preach it that this sin is wrong. And when I leave the pulpit, I'm victim of what I just preach. Because flesh cannot be judged. Flesh cannot be judged without number one. That's why I said that we, we can't obey certain things if we, if we are not seen. The Bible says that Christ endured the cross because there is a joy he sees ahead. So I know the only way I, we can judge the thing that troubles us. You see, have you, do, do you know that flesh is actually bondage? No, how do you know? You know, if you have touched God a little, you may have plenty money. Eh? You may have plenty money and plenty food. Things are, are okay around you. But if you are in disobedience, you will not be normal. There is something inside of you. Because you know why? Because you've tested something. That's where you've known that that's where your life lies. But there is something that is making you unhappy. There is something that is making you unrest. That is giving you unrest. So because of that, you know, we understand that death is our enemy. And this enemy, so I have no reason to be, yes, we thank God for this. We thank God for what God has done. We thank God for this. We thank God for everything that God is doing. But you see, the enemy of God is sin. And the people that has given that responsibility, like I think it was personality that said, or one of the messages I will listen, he said, sin, sin has been conquered. But we are the one that responsibility has been given to remove the sin from the earth. Now, how do we remove it? We are not going to the world and say, we are going there, we are going to remove it. God is judging it in us. That's why he said the judgment is starting first and foremost from where? From the church. I say something. I know, you know that something God showed me. Like Obadiah said that Saviour is going to be arised from Zion. I know, you know, there's a company of men that God is raising in these, day, in these last days. And intention of God is that these men will save this present creation according to scriptures. You will see men that have entered life. You will not see anything like what Pastor Tokwai said. You will not see anything that has to do with. You won't see any show. They may not have congregation. They may not have. The, you can't even reckon with them. But they will enter something. Because I believe that even when we begin to enter these things. We will not just unleash their life like that. Because if we unleash their life like that, there are certain people that cannot stay around you. The time of Moses, Moses could not cover his face. But Jesus Christ was on the flesh, was in the flesh. The glory that he came into in the flesh, it was greater than Moses. But he can still relate with people. He can still relate with people. That is why, how God will test us. God will test us with little things. God tests us with little things. That when you begin to come into certain things, do you understand? Do you use it as an advantage to your brother? Eh? Because God sees the state of our heart. Because God, men, you will see men in this last day, certain men will come into certain things. They may not be preachers. They may not be people we reckon with. But there is something they carry. The evidence is that they will be an agent of change. Because the earth is coming to a place whereby they don't need men that talk. 
They did men that can provide solution. If we drive ourselves, it will start from our personal life. I think that will help me to obey the laws of God. It will help me to give myself to the laws of God. Because I know that is that the only way for me to actually come into certain things or for me to adjust certain things is to submit myself. If I submit myself, I can resist the devil. But if I don't submit myself, I can't resist. judge the world is to judge the things to judge the world in us and how do we judge the world in us is simply submitting ourselves to God's word in obedience and where I am finding it difficult to obey God's word I need to go to God in prayer and ask him for grace was to be able to submit myself to him. Uh, the reason is this. You know, God wants to tr truly be enthroned in our souls. Right now, God is not fully enthroned in our souls. Now, the reason is because of there are areas in us that are not yet submitting to God. So, uh, when he said, uh, to them that overcome it, will I grant to sit, even as I overcame and sat. Are you saying that? So, and this is what comes to my mind when I read that scripture. You know, it's not for us to, and maybe this is what comes to my mind, yeah, that's, I've said it already. It's not for us to physically sit on a seat when it's overthrown, because one of the things we are trying to, we are conquering is our very self, right? Now, so conquer ourselves, God is able to sit on us. We come to the throne where God sits. Why? The reason is because uh, what he said in, a, so I think in 1 Corinthians 6, 6, or so, right? Yeah? Or 2 Corinthians 6 now. I can't lay my hand on that. But he said, I will walk in them, right? I will dwell in them, right? So for that to find expression, you know, I will walk in them. Meaning that he can't walk if he has not conquered us. If he has not conquered, he can't walk in us. He can't move in us. Yes, he's dwelling in us, right? But he wants to move in us. He wants to walk in us, right? And the only way that can happen is that uh, that means when God thinks, sorry, when I think, becomes God's thoughts. Why? Because I've been conquered. I've allowed the word of God to conquer me. Uh, if I love my life, God won't conquer me. The word of God won't conquer me. And God can't sit. Because he wants to see to become a governor. The governors of the nations. And the nation is you and I. He wants to govern us. It was the award to see him through us. But it, that can happen when I cannot say, nevertheless, not my will, but your will 
be done. Hallelujah. Praise God. Pastor Jide. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord of glory, we give you thanks so much for the way you are helping us to come to the understanding of your truth. So that that life of truth become our life. We give you glory and praise, Father. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want to greet you wonderful men of God, women of God in the house. Thank you for coming again this morning or this afternoon now. This afternoon. We are all blessed. Thank you so much. Praise God. Um, you know, I, I want to first of all say that uh, we know that when we share together like this, it's not, we're not talking because somebody knows better than any other person, but because like Papa used to say some time ago, that um, what the Lord had begun to work in our souls, you understand? So we share together. So that from what you bring, I will now be able to join in further and get blessed and grow in the stature of Christ. Amen. So in that regard, I want to thank Pastor Tokbaya. Thank you so much for blessing us. Uh, you brought so, so much truth. And I love the way that we share now that when we bring it out, you bring some practicality to what we are talking about, how we can engage the and then, um, not to talk about the question that came from the wisdom of uh, Apostle Douglas. And then, thank you, sir, um, Pastor Richard. Now, um, when Pastor Richard began to talk, one of the things that began to drop in my heart is that um, this thing we call the standard of God or the requirement of God, um, I think to a large extent, today, I think many believers do not, either are, not, are ignorant of it, or we do not care. Uh, so because we do not care, we take it lightly, and we are not functioning the way we ought to function. And like he said, we cannot fulfill the purpose of God. Now, we cannot uh, defeat or battle the darkness that is manifesting these end times without a, 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 a commensurate light in us. We can speak words. We can try to, you know, um, show our actions and move and jump. But if there is no commensurate light on the inside, it's not going to work. And we all like the light. We want something to move. We want that dominion. We want to, and sometimes we say with war, we engage power in our words. But then we now wonder, why is there no change? That is why we must, I think we must now deliberately understand that there's a whole lot of uh, things required of us. Let me just start this thought a little way like this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, 2. Please, can somebody help me shoot it up? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Okay, let me, is anybody in the house there? Okay, Hebrews chapter 12. Yeah, 
verse, uh, I'm thinking from verse, uh, I, I will start from verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which thus so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set uh, down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, when you look at, um, okay, thank you. Now, when you look at uh, this operation, this thing, um, I want you to look at something. It says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Now, those weights, you know anything called weight holds you down. And when you talk about those things, we have to do something about them. And the sin that would does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience. You know, when we talk about our journey, now this is one of the first things I want us to begin to look at. There is a race. It's a race. But that race is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Now, when you now begin to run that race, they say you run it with patience. Now, what patience? What patience? It's not a patience I engage or I have in myself. Now, that's, please, you see how that thought. Let me just show us something in the book of 2 Peter again. I'm coming back here. 2 Peter chapter 1. I was talking about those things we need to do to prepare ourselves. And beside this, that verse 5 now. And beside this, in all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, God. Now, you see that the development of our journey, of our person into the life that we are coming to, there are so many things that we need to come into begin to come into. And we add those things. We add them. Now, we are not adding them one day, we add them step by step. And those things are intentional. And those add, add additions are going to place great demand on discipline that we must step from one stage to the other. Let, let me give you one small example. When I had an accident recently with my leg, me, I can go here and go there, go here. So one day I wanted to go and see my friend, Pastor Ayo, and his house was not, was not too far from my place. And I said, let me go and see, I'm getting a little better. And I was holding a, the one stick that I used to walk. And um, I now just stood up like this one. I said, ah, that house foul. Because when I step one like this one, I have to do it again. I have to. But this is the journey before I take, no matter, I don't think. And I saw that every step, I have to now count it. I said, ah, it's painful, man. Uh, I won't be able to go. Because it is painful. See, our nature, in the, the fallen nature of man, has come, become handicapped. So every step is pain to the man, to that man. So when you now want to engage him to not go on the journey, when you take one, you go say, ah, okay, I don't try. Make I drink water with this one first. Say, that journey, we will continue later. But this, this, as we did so, make we rest more. And that is why we cannot, many a time, uh, send... In a particular season, in the way we ought to do. And many times, when now a season comes upon us and it places a demand on us, we will not be able to meet all that demand. This should be a concern to us. You know, so like um, 
Pastor Richard was saying, sometimes uh, a challenge may come to me, maybe even my house. It may be my children. It may be my wife. It may be my uh, husband. It may be uh, a friend. It may be a brother. Sometimes something will happen. And I, it did not show me that, ah, this way I think say, I don't master. Oh, I never really mastered this thing, no. For instance, if you ask me now, uh, have you overcome anger? I say, ah, we praise God. We don't overcome that one now. We don't win. Uh, we give God glory. We are moving. But something we do, somebody will just instigate something in you. Say, bro, what is that for? Is it because we are brethren? Please don't, 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 don't. But you are supposed, you say you have overcome anger. But that thing, that means there's something there. That anger has not been dealt with. So those are, uh, those are the darknesses that must be pushed out. Because there's something they don't want to birth in us. You know, we're talking about this light. The coming of this light will not be workable except these things are pushed out. Until that obedience is birthed. Now look at, when, when I go to... Um, Back to that um, Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Uh, chapter 12, rather, I'm sorry. Chapter 12, verse 2. Now, I want to be particular about verse 2. Please, can you help me shoot it up again, please? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Now, the Bible said, looking unto Jesus, the author, yeah, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author, now, author and finisher of our faith. Now, looking, not my, with my physical eyes, there must be a focus. There must not be two things now. I'm focusing. I'm looking at, you know, that focus is like getting the, the image of the Lord settled in me. It takes a lot of discipline. Now, looking up to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. That cross is not the one where they nail him all. It is the Painful fulfillment of the demand of redemption in the flesh. He paid everything. He has already conquered the cross before he went to the cross. He conquered that cross. The Bible says, despising the shame. You don't know that it's a shame that somebody who has an authority an ability to do something, refused to do it. He just, he just submitted. Everything they did to him, he agreed. The other day, I was looking at Revelation chapter 5, where they began to talk about him. You know, when they said, the one that said, okay, who can open this book and the seals? No one was seen. John was crying. So nobody would bring redemption. And they said, don't cry. The lion of Judah has overcome. And when they now saw the lion, how did he manifest? Lamb. Now, lamb they saw, man of God. It's a lamb they saw. And when the lamb now came, they said that lamb looked like one that had been killed. They had been slain. So that means he has answered total death already. Before he can approach the throne and collect the book from the one that sat on the throne and then this, you know, to be able to open the seal. And I tell people, and I begin to see, I begin to see that scripture that that book he collected was the authority that make him to carry the doctrine we call the doctrine of Christ. He possessed that nature. He, he paid everything, so he cannot, he cannot become. So when he now come with the book, it, is, that, it became his doctrine. It became his. So when you now follow what is, <laughs> he, got, he took, you come into that same life. Now, how did he come into it? He 
despise the shame of the cross. Like uh, this woman of God said to us, and the man of God said, every day we are called to conquer the cross. Every day we are, conquer to, we are called to conquer shame. Every day shame will come. Oh. Shame will come. Shame will come. Many of those things are shame. Uh, okay, when you say shame, for instance, I, I don't think there's any normal human being that wants shame. We like to avoid anything that is shame. We, we do, sir? But the dead person does not know shame. You know, like this one, when we talk about when they slap you on the right cheek, you turn the left. People still think that uh, we're talking about the normal human nature. It's a dead man that does not, when they slap you, you say, turn to another one. A dead man turn now. It just turn automatically. Slap a dead man now. It just begin to swing. It doesn't respond to you. It doesn't ask questions. Slap him anyhow you like. You are free. Just slap him left, right. If you like, slap him hundred times. When you, when you finish, now you go tired. That is the nature we are coming to. That is, that is the high calling. That is the way we can come so that the light of God will be to be pressed out in us. This one, we are the talk that we say I pray for my life. That God will have mercy on me. So that but when we, you know, do, like Pastor, there's something Pastor which you said that really touched me. You see, when we look at the time we're in now, I don't know whether you look at the story of this terrorist operation and their planning. When some Christian here and say, oh, God forbid, oh, Lord, it does not happen. Uh, but I think it's a, 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 a kind of a indictment on us that we're not holding our own territory right. Because if I hold my territory properly, we will determine what happens. We can now speak with authority and declare the counsel of God over any operation that is contrary. But who holds territories? Who are the ones holding the territories now? It is the ones that are ready to pay the prices. These people, they have priests. They have altars that they pay to. Which, where is our own altar? Like you said, maybe when I'm praying now, ask me as a brother now. Let me be very sincere. How far have I pressed into prayers? Like Pastor Daladi will say sometimes. So when you are praying, sometimes you know this flesh will tell you. So, and you are praying. At the, sometimes you are just trying to key in and pray. The thing will not tire you. But then when you now are able to break again to what we call like second wind, you begin to flow on. And I also see that for us to come to those kind of dimensions, something must have happened in you. You must have come to where you are coming to surrenders step by step in your heart from one thing to the other, in your heart, breaking some barriers. Like, listen, when you talk about um, sin that easily beset us, many of us, we know our problems. When this man, when our daddy here was saying something about, uh, maybe you go to minister in a place, and uh, they now bring five women for you to come and serve you. If that's five women make you fall, it'd be like you to get problem too. Nobody, not, not that woman alone. You yourself get problem inside you. I don't want it to be diplomatic small. It's you. You understand? You are, so, so it is like that many a time. Let's all be sincere. And one of the major problems, sir, I had the story of one lady. She's a member of a church. Are you hearing me, sir? They said it's a member of a, she's a, member of a church. And then one of the elder deaconess says, I go to the pastor's office now and do take that uh, material. She said, ah, Papa, did inside now. I said, ah, why now? It doesn't matter. Go, yeah, he said, if he, ah, if he handle me, oh. he said, the papa fits raper. No, she, she knows. Uh, papa, papa, somebody will say, Gio in the church. 
And many of them, they cannot help themselves. And they continue. And does it mean they are not preaching? They are preaching. Sometimes they will preach and some, you see measure of anointing. That is why it doesn't matter the name somebody calls himself. But what, what is your feet speaking? What is the aroma of the, what is the fragrance that we are bringing? What is the fragrance? These are the things to, and I can't bring fragrance when I'm not dying. I can't bring, you see, beautiful words are nice. That is why may God have mercy on us. There are ways we will know who we are. Let us look at where we are living. Your children, your wife, your husband, what do they have to say about you? What do they have to say about me? My neighbors, what can they testify? Where we walk? Those who are under us, what can they say about us? The fragrance we bring. The fragrance will not come ordinarily, brethren, like I'm saying, sars, with all due respect, mass. I'm saying that there will be dying. To die, no be easy thing, you know. Because cross, ah, cross. Because when they, when they killed Jesus, the vein of the Lord, you know, that vein in his body, they don't show mercy. They, they, have the, they have to get the connection of the veins that, you know, lead to the brain. So when they nail the thing, the thing goes on to his head. So I want you to imagine that kind of terrible, terrible pain. That is what he had to go through to bring redemption. But he has conquered the cross and we can conquer the cross. But there's a price. There'll be demand placed on us. Hallelujah. There will be, before you can press the fragrance out, there will be something on the inside. There will be something. Okay, can you press, for instance, if you buy perfume, a bottle, you only have hope that there's something inside it because you know you bought something and something will be there. So when you press it, something must come out. Abby. But if it is no longer there, Abby, it's an ordinary thing. Nothing will come out too. So, and we may say, I have fragrance. We may have label. Maybe there's no fragrance. Sometimes somebody may carry labor. It's so tragic. And there's no more fragrance. No more perfume, perfume that can bring the life of God. Can I close with this thought, sir? I, I, I had a story of a young boy. He was in a Sunday school class. And the teacher said, um, brethren and children, how do you think people call me your teacher, a Christian? Small children. None of them could talk. They were looking at her. Say, tell me. You know, I've been teaching you about Christ. Now, what do you think is the reason? Because people call me, they say, oh, you're a believer. You see children. The one of the children said, Ma, can I talk? He said, yes, talk. He said, maybe they don't know you. They don't know you. You know, they are the one that deal with her every time when she comes. The way she will do to them, they know that this one, just they teach them, you don't know them. Those, the knowing of you is the knowledge that you have actually imbibed. So if I say I've imbibed the knowledge of life, it will show by the fragrance that comes out. But if I've not imbibed the knowledge of Christ or life, that is what will show. And I cannot say I imbibed the knowledge of Christ or life if I've not died and I'm not dying. And I keep dying. And I keep dying. And I'm ready to pay more price to die until the whole fluid of the whole life goes. So when my obedience is not complete, everything will not come to obedience to me. Bless God. Bless I'm sorry for the news. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, we talk about um, having a label, but not having a fragrance. Uh, that's what caught my attention. 
So it's possible for have a name, but we don't have the aroma of the name. So when you eat, um, you know, when you eat, there are some dishes you eat by their, their, the way they taste, you know the name, right? So we have the life of God. We are supposed to bring out the fragrance of that life. And that fragrance is another thing we know as fruits. It's known as light that will shine, will reveal to the world. Now you see, that life cannot come out if except the corn of a wheat falls to the ground and dies. But if it dies to bring forth fruits, and this is in the emphasis of the Spirit, is that we need not to love our lives. But what is not making us to die because we still love our lives. But that life seems good, but it will lead you to destruction, to lead me to destruction. So can I give up my life to take up his life? And the only way I will take up his life is to give up my life. I'm trusting the Lord in this season that um, it's just like... Um, what uh, uh, Pastor T said, see, one of the ways we know we are sending So when I'm seeking to be known, it means I'm not ascending. When I'm looking for worship, Mean I'm ascending. So now it's always hiding. Something is making it to hide. Because you know, it is no longer hide that live it, but that Christ that lives through me. Other people will say, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith. By the revelation of the light of God being revealed to me, who loved me and for me. I'm trusting the love of my very self in this season. Uh, because um, enough of the gymnastics. It is time when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech. Demonstration of the power. And the Spirit of God. And this is my understanding from that scripture. The demonstration of the Spirit and the power of God is actually the life of God being revealed to you. The life to us. I'm trusting the Lord in this. While Christ in us, to live in us. Because I just say live in us. I see the one living. <laughs> I see the one I don't see the living. So one of the things is showing us that I will live is that you have to 
give yourself to death. And what is death? It simply means denial. That my right and privilege I have as a human being. You know, they say we have what we call human rights. There's no like, like that in the kingdom. Oh. <laughs> Pastor Clever. Come on, take us further. Praise God. Hallelujah. We have had so much. May the Lord grant us grace to live out this life. It's a beautiful life. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. It's a beautiful life. And um, I like the way Pastor Tobet started the thought this morning. You know, when we say Oh, hide. And some thoughts came to my mind. Are we really hiding? You know, there is another thing that happens to us. We move from one end to another. I don't know if it happens to you, but it happens to me. So I like to use myself as an example so that you don't get offended. But most of us, you know, our climbing or our ranks are in degrees. As a Douglas, have gone very far. And, you know, many people, Pastor Uche, they have gone far. Pastor Dan Ladidem, we are not seeing their back. But we are just coming, so I have to use my life as a child, you know, to give example for children like me. Hallelujah. <laughs> so when I was saying that, they said, okay, we should hide. And something, a thought came to me, and I laughed. Because sometimes I like to entertain myself, especially when I don't have money to go for entertainment stuff, and I like to entertain myself. So, <laughs> while we were saying that, some place we were acting out in my heart, I said this hide, hide thing, hide thing. We had this thing over years. And then people like us, we hide. We say we don't want to preach, you know. You just come humbly and you sit somewhere. And they say, man of God, they say, no, 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 I'm not here to preach, you know. And um, I just want to listen. You guys continue. When they make mistake and put the microphone in our hands, the moderator will now be begging us to submit the microphone. So, <laughs> you know, I'll ask myself, am I truly hiding? Are you getting me? You know, there are hiding that I'm hiding. When they don't call you like three times or four times, there is war inside you, annoyance. As to something, we'll be receiving fire internally. You know, our minds are speaking all kinds of things. Whatever they are preaching here, you are not hearing it because you are hiding somewhere. May we hide in the presence of them. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> May God have mercy on us. They, they preach humility. Sometimes we will enter fake humility. We will start faking it. If it's not by the Spirit, if you are not dead, you can't really manifest these things. So it's for us to go back. And I think one of the ways we go back is to get ourselves filled with the words of Christ. And then check our hearts very well. We really need to judge ourselves. What are you looking for? If you are not seeing the glories of Christ, you cannot receive it. For many of us who came into the ministry and some of the things we saw as glory were large crowds. The powers. 
Pastor Topmet said something. Every man naturally seeks worship. You know, when you command crowd, message like this is going on. Once you come, everybody stands for you. Hallelujah. Jesus is no more the... Somebody told me at one of our high-level pastors' uh, meeting somewhere. You know, they had started meeting a long time, a bishop walking. And he was expecting to come and sit in a particular place. He was expecting the other people who were already seated to get up for him. And when they did not get up for him, he got angry and left. So, um, men of God, we really need to look into our lives. We really need to look into our lives. You know, this thing we, we call death. Sometimes we move from one side to another. You know, if you are like me, I've been hearing it for the past how many years. And I've, I will ask myself, so all this death, death, death. When it's time for you to manifest it, you are not manifesting it. Because we are not really seeing the glory of dying. It has not become our life. So we are still actors. We are still hypocritical about those things. We can speak those words because those, that is not the life we are seeking. There is a default setting on the inside of us that, yes, I love to die, I love to die. When the trials of this dying comes to you, how do you handle it? I don't know. I think it's Pastor Samson who quoted a scripture that by the things Jesus suffered, he learned obedience. How many of us are learning obedience by the things we are suffering? So the present day church has a way of also praying away even the sufferings that are meant to help us to come into obedience. Because there is a way the, the message has been preached. When you are going through some things, you are a pastor, you don't have any congregation yet, you are less of a pastor before other pastors. Because we are still judging carnally. And so you want to die, but you don't want to die. Because when you come in, the honor they give to others, and you begin to ask yourself, you know, there is war within us. You begin to ask yourself, am I not a pastor? Look at the way they honored Pastor Donald, because he's a provincial pastor. And do you know, every one of us is not called to command congregation. But this system of the world is really dominating in the midst of God's people. So, even when we want, James said something, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. When I was a child, I, I know uh, Pastor, Pastor Trudy, which one is that baby, baby, baby child? The first stage, <laughs> the first stage of childhood. <laughs> Nephews. When I was a nephews, because you know there are stages of childhood. So, when I was that a child, there was a way we were interpreting it. That a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So we say, oh, you are doubting. You believe and you entered into doubt. You believe, you entered into doubt. Now I am coming up the next stage. You know, that's where I am now. I am seeing that it's beyond that. James was not talking about asking and receiving. So even most times when we read the scriptures, we read it based on the idols in our hearts. There are interpretations we have received based on the times of our birth into this kingdom. 
we must appreciate the fact that we were born into a dark age. So most of the things we have received as life, they are not even consistent with the truth. So we must keep searching. If you stop where you are, it will shock you that you are not even born again. Even though you have confessed Christ. You know confessing Christ is different from being born again. For many of us, we were, Apostle Sam said that some of us, we were small good into the kingdom from the back door. <laughs> that the, the, we just came to crusade and the man of God said, stand up, you want to give your life. Oh yeah, say after me, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I receive Jesus as well. You receive, say, oh yeah, say amen, amen, you are now born again. He said, that's smuggling from the back door. <laughs> Hallelujah. So most of us were smuggled from the back door. There was no conviction. So what was preached to us was not Christ. It was greed. I traveled down yesterday from Ekiti. Somebody was playing a message, and a man of God was saying that if the message you know is about prosperity, is deliverance, he said you have no message. Because when the economy of Nigeria changes, you discover you have no message. He said, if the message you have, you cannot preach it to Elon Musk, you have no message. So if the message, the ministry you have is to give wife to every, <laughs> to your anointing is to make people marry. So when every person is married, you have no ministry, no message. Your own is to give children. So when every person is now pregnant, they have children, you have no message. He said that some people receive message from the economic situation of Nigeria. That was what gave them message. So I began to ask myself, you know, do, do, what, what is it that I am truly preaching? What did I receive as a believer? When I came into the kingdom, whether I came in from the front door or from the back door, what was preached to me? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. The truth is that, yes, in, in spite of how much we love to die, many of us, including me, I don't like to die. Because when the yastic comes to me, man, I shy away. But they said that Jesus learned obedience by the things he suffered. For many of us, when we are going through some things, God wants to culture us. Now, he does not just want you to suffer for suffering's sake. He is trying to change a nature, to correct something in your heart. And that is obedience. He's trying to lead you into a lifestyle. But we pray and fast, and fast away the season. So, at the end of that season, we learn nothing. So, we celebrate breakthrough. God has done it. Finally, the child has come. Finally, the husband has come. Finally, the, the, the job has come. Then when those things come, what did you learn by the things the Lord led you through? Those days, growing up as a child, I mean the least of the babies, we were taught that to suffer for Christ is a glorious thing. I remember growing up as a child, I was praying, Lord, I want to die as a martyr. So there is a place for martyrs. So God has respect for them. Then, Lord, I want to die for you. It was actually a desire in me. But when some certain messages came into the, the church, they began to call those messages, you know, that 
They are from confused and hungry people who want to jet out of the earth by force because of what they were suffering. So, all kinds of things. Confusion came. But when you read the scriptures very well, it, the foundation of our faith is the cross, the place of death. You can't go beyond the cross if you don't die. So, you see the basis. We are still there. That's the foundation. If the, if the foundation be destroyed, there's nothing the righteous can do. The cross. Our faith starts from the death, the resurrection of life. I mean, you know, believing that there was a Jesus that came and lived and died. And then he was raised again. So now you are believing that I have received him. I don't want to live this life. I want to live the newness of life that he has come into. Is it what you and I are living now? When we live life of competition and comparison, the life of, look at Pastor Douglas. He's, you know, Pastor Douglas is always wearing this. As senior pastors and people like us, we are pastors. But, you know, our members are not even sewing. You have to sew into their lives and all of that. And then after a while, some pastor friends will tell you, you know what? There is something wrong with you. You need to change your mind. A pastor once told me, Pastor Clever, just organize a meeting for me and leave the rest. I say, ah, leave the rest so that, he said, just organize. Leave the rest to us. The money you need for every other thing, we will raise it. <laughs> I said, if it's not coming from the Lord, I'm not ready to receive it. We need to get to the place that. What we call solution or what we call result. That we, we don't just receive result. If the result is not coming from the Lord, it's no result. Many of us are dying and crying and we cannot rest in our souls. Because of some ministries, we see some people running. Many of us, we don't have rest. Secretly, we want to have the same ministry. How do you know if God is the one who gave them the ministry? How do you know if they are doing the will of God? The one who called you, what has he asked you to do? Praise the name of the Lord. Because these are the dead. Oh. These are the dead. Will you rejoice like Paphiliok? He said God did not call him to raise a, a church, to raise members. But he's doing the will of God. And he's happy. He's rejoicing in it. Are you in ministry to serve the will of God or to prepare for your gratuity? So that when you grow old, you will have something to fall back on. That's what many of us are doing. We are working for our pension and gratuity. Hallelujah. What is the Lord asking you to do? Are you rejoicing in what he has asked you to do? If he sends you into the field and say, leave the church, hand it over. Go there, go and do my work. Will you rejoice? Will you be happy? Do you, will you have faith that God can take care of you? Or you will go and start a church somewhere where the tithe will be prepared. You know, many of us are wiser than Paul and the rest in their days. How can Paul just build the church and give it to... Sometimes they come back, the people they even put in charge will even kick them out. And they were not calling heaven to come down and rain fire. God should kill them. 
I saw on social media a senior pastor, a geo, which is pastor, he put there, he said the pastor took the decision, and both of them started, you know, throwing punch. In the midst of the church, our members were there, the spectators. What the, man. In their business center. So some pastors were here. You know what happens in, Senate, in uh, the Senate House and the House of Reps? The pastor will throw chair, the other one will throw back. And they pass, the geo has people who were backing him, the other one has. Man, these things are shameful. So you ask yourself, is this the, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ? So we respect men based on the people that they command. That's why we are secretly seeking those things. Because we see when you come to a meeting how they respect people who have some certain churches. You know, churches in Ajegule, they have their own. Uh, uh, there is a respect. They accord them. Then the ones from uh, Ireland, but they are closer to the mainland. They have the, 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 their own respect. Then the ones in Banana Island and VI and Ikoyi, they are the main guys who are doing the work. God will judge us, oh, men of God. Hey, people from Moe, they are the backside. <laughs> they, are not even, they are not even in Lagos. Hallelujah. They are, they, are, they are churches in the village. So even in our eyes, when we go to the villages and we are preaching with those pastors, there's a, the eyes of superiority that we are using to, you know, we are just pitying them. Hey, how are you? And those ones, how are you, sir? They think, May God have mercy on us, men of God. Praise the name of the Lord. We need to come back to the standard. There is a standard the master has set. And that is the standard that he will use to judge us. May we not be found wanting. My time is up. Thank you. Uh, I, I thought you were hiding up. Say they want they want to hide, you understand? And uh, by the time you give them mic, man, I will stand from that place. I'll move further. I'll move further. I will near the person. The person stops me. Also, they say, my friend, hold on. Uh, it's a it's a beauty, you know. Especially like this, God revealing uh, His thoughts, His plan to us, how He wants us to behave ourselves. Even in this wicked and crooked and powerful. I'm trusting the Lord. The things you have heard uh, is to go back. And uh, the, the reason why, so do you know that the reason why we're not shining forth as light, or the reason why we're not dying, because we are comparing ourselves to ourselves. It's almost comparison amongst people. So I see this man of God now, he has a car. This man of God, he has a car. And he is commanding people around him. People are flocking from far and near to him. And I'm not seeking to become Christ. I'm seeking to become like him. And by that reason, that this I will begin to do that will not glorify God. So it's important that uh, we stop comparing ourselves. God may give you one person. So he said, where two or three are gathered in my world. So I know that people believe in crowd. Yes, I believe in crowd, please. I'm not saying that I believe in crowd. 
And it's because Jesus had crowd, right? So I believe in crowd. But they say if God, if God says the people you are going to uh, be with is just two, it's just one person, and you are faithful with that, you, you are in the will of God. I like the scripture you keep, you keep quoting. And that scripture you keep quoting was um, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. Jesus learned obedience through the things in suffer. So one of the prayers I've been praying for months now is this, Lord, when I wanted to start ministry, and that was the prayer I was praying. Say, Lord, I don't want to miss you. I want to stay. I was praying this prayer for years before I started ministry work. So one of these days, Pastor Dalandi was uh, one of the people that came to inaugurate the meeting. So while he was ministering, he said, you've been crying to God, you want to stay in this. He said, I should tell you, you will stay. You won't miss it. I was shocked. I don't have a relationship with him. I just know that this one man of God, this one man of God, me, I respect so much. It's not the truth. From where we are coming from, I respect him so much. So, me, me, when I look at him, I respect him, but I respect him so much. I'm looking up to him. So, now I said, I was shocked. So, I told my wife, I said, Do you hear what that man of God just said now? He said, How did he know? I said, I don't know. I said, But what that, that thing just showed me now is that that man had a relationship with God. So you are praying that you want to be in the will of God. God said, I should tell you that you will not miss it. You will be in his will. Is it like, sir? You forgot it. <laughs> Many years ago. More than, more than seven years now. So recently again, I began to cry to God again. Are you, I, I'm, are you sure I'm in your will? Maybe I've missed it. Maybe there is somebody I'm beginning to lie. Based on the, the happening around me, Lord help me. May I not miss it? See, how, how do you mean that? God is giving you an assignment. God is giving you a demand. God is introducing commandments to you, and you are staying there irrespective of what is happening. You are staying in the will of God. You are staying in the will of God. Because it's, it's in that will you shine as light. Amen. You don't shine as light because you have cars, because you have influences. That's not light. Sorry if I'm talking and look as if I'm. <laughs> yeah, that's how I talk. So that's why I'm having I look as if. Because what we see as light, it is the things we become in this world. But the true light is becoming Christ. That's the true light. A fulfilled man. It's not the man who has this world. A fulfilled man is the man who has Christ. So you're not fulfilled because of how many millions of dollars you're able to keep somewhere. You're not even a rich man, you're a poor man. You're poor. 
a rich man. It's a man. Who through him, men are gravitating towards God. Men are responding to God. Creation is responding to God. That's a rich man. That's a man who is blessed. So it, you're not blessed because of you have so many, you have so many branches here and there. You have branch here, you have branch there, you have branch there. Say, ah, powerful man of God has come. Yes. You are powerless, you're not powerful if you can't express Christ. Christ is our message. Christ is the center of everything. Christ is what should be seen. Christ is what should be revealed. Anything short of that is death. It's death. It's not life. It's darkness. So I can't live here. And what I'm still teaching is not Christ. It's death. Death can't glorify God. It's only light. I will glorify God. True light. You know, I like John. John said, the man that was sent from God to be a witness of the true light. So we are all sent to be a witness of this light. And the life we have received, the life I have received, should be light to everyone around us. Hallelujah. Can we stand to our feet? As we respond to God this afternoon. Whatever you have heard this morning, afternoon, just use it to respond to God. Help us, our Father. Help us. He said, if our eyes is single, your whole body will be full of light. Help us to help us and cause us so that our eyes will be single. And our whole body will attract your life, your light. Help us. Take away distractions from us, O oh God. Help us to look up to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endure all of the cross, despise all of the shame. Help us in this season, Father. And our life will be a, the reflection of you, God. Help us, Jesus. Help us, our Father. Ajuju Mahata. Ajuju Mahabaranda Hataka Dalabaranda. Ajuju Makabria Nakaparina Hazi and Nakaparana Hatele Denamakoti and Gabaraka Dialabarasha. Ajunjumbate Shete Itibana Tene Denimota Edelabarogodi and Gabaraka Daida. Ajujumbate Shida Ebemberete. Embembu Kataya Diabasha. Dendumbaka diboko priaka para katira, zando koshi bara boko peke priaka para dayala barasha, jumboko makai iliada rasa kabaika, rasa kabai di andakata, rasa kabai da harodosha, 
Rasaka daida remokoprodo mokosusa. Raka braida rebombroto. Mosusivena na hadaria. Resumohovena bedia kabaraga daida. Resusovena radia raka daida. Rabambrata la gadaya la vasa. Raka dambra katagadia la baragadasa. Rambambra kadesetagadagadia kabaragadaya. Resopote ina kaikana kabarane hete. Rebani ai nesovambo kope imboko sigayaka imboko sigayaka imboko sagayaida imboko savata avanda vata hina mata avanda vata nivo dombo kovene yadia avanda vende boro dene yadia kasobo kovolo kovoga ingadia gabara gadaida halia gabara gadaida Help us, O God, that we will submit ourselves in obedience to your command, to your instruction. And in this season, O God, our obedience, O God, will be complete. Our commitment will be complete, O God. Help us, our Father. Help us, our Father, in this season, oh, that you increase, that we decrease, O God. Help us, our Father. That you increase in us, that we decrease, our Father, in the name of Jesus. Apostle God, Apostle God, Apostle God, Apostle God, Apostle receive strength, we decree grace, we receive grace for to decrease. Are you increasing us, our Father? Are you that we decrease, oh God? Are you increasing us, Jesus? That we decrease, oh God? Are you increasing all of our being, oh God? In the name of Jesus, Ashada Kabamba Kapekapia Kapara Kadaya Labara Shata. Agamba kape kapriya ko sabambrate elemero dona hosisha zende po kadia ka zembo dairiya hande katelia kabara kadaira hande kesi kapake inumokodo inumokodo inumokoto monokondo inumokoto ndo monokondo inumokodo inumokoto monokondo inumokodo inumokodia inumokoto monokodo inumokodo inumokodia na kadia kabara kadaira monononokodia asande heliata etemokomruda ya rembe Imatua and Bambo, Ibombo, Logo Dobaya, Botombo, Boga, Boda Godabas, Imbocada Bogado, Agadagadagadagadia. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We give you praise. Blessed be your holy name. Open as we partake in the communion, Father. Your flesh and your blood receive grace. We receive strength. We receive might. So that we can be able to showcase you, reveal you. That you might increase in us. That we will decrease, O oh God. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are prayed. Amen. Where is that lady? Where is that lady? Look at me. 
Where is that lady? Let him touch the thing.